Hey, Venom comes out this week. What the fuck? What is up, everybody? Welcome to the 28th of September. This is the X Button Podcast. I'm your host. I don't even know what you want to call me. I'm Joe. Just call me Joe. Fuck it. I'm Joe, the host of a podcast. And hope everybody's having a great Tuesday. You know, fucking Monday flew by for me. I don't know about you guys, but uh, it seems like once we get out of work, it's just fucking fast forward. Fast forward button. Like you heard in the intro, I lost track of time completely. And I did not even realize that Venom Let There Be Carnage comes out on Friday. Which, again, not an ad, but pretty exciting to see that that is a thing happening this week, and it's something to look forward to. Um, if you're not a big Marvel fan, then you might not care. If you're not a big Venom fan, you, you might not care. It, 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 you know, the first movie was okay, so I understand if no one else is hype. And I'm not really that hype myself. I'm just excited that it's coming out this week. Um, glad that we have something to look forward to. Today, also, Ghost Runner comes out, the PS5 update for uh, the Mirror's Edge-like called Ghost Runner. And that game is actually really good. It plays really well on PS4 already, so the PS5 update for that is actually going to be pretty amazing. It's got all the bells and whistles, ray tracing, 60 frames, I think even 120 frames. Uh, yeah, it's going. it went boss to the wall with like all the features. All of the features. Uh, also, according to my list, it looks like Hot Wheels comes out this week, which apparently that got good reviews. Let me double check that uh, because, you know, we can't just trust hearsay. We got to look it up. I had my dumbass just looked up Hot Wheels and what came up? Target, Cars Hot Wheels store, uh, fucking Walmart, and they're listing a bunch of Hot Wheels cars. I need the game. Review. There we go. Okay. Oh, and I went back. All right. So looking at the reviews, uh, let's just fucking look at IGN because we always do on this podcast because it's the the biggest. And according to IGN, you know, there's a lot of games come out. And we know IGN's cultured. And, uh, you know, they, they love their stuff. You know, they, they gave Deathloop a 10. You know, they think it was phenomenal. You know, they have uh, – they gave Flight Simulator 10 – and they thought that was phenomenal. They gave what the fuck did they give Returnal? I gotta look that up. Returnal, I think um, they gave Returnal an eight. You know, what did they give Kina? They gave Kina a fucking. This is why this is why I trust them because they they always give wrong scores. Kina Kina got an eight, and what did they give Hot Wheels? They gave it a nine. They gave it a nine, giving it. One point above Returnal, and I know that's like backwards thinking. You can't always compare reviews because they're reviewed by different people. They service different audiences. They're kind of like uh, subjectively reviewed, uh, and that's fine. I'm, I mean, you know, it's it's interesting that this got a nine though. Uh, that is very weird. The description says carefully detailed, highly customizable, and buoyant. Buoyantly uncynical, Hot Wheels Unleashed is a surprising and brilliant arcade racer. That's amazing. Fun, fast, and damn near photorealistic at times. Hot Wheels Unleashed is a surprising and brilliant arcade racer. Carefully detailed, highly customizable, and buoyantly uncynical. 
This toy racer defies all expectations with remarkable attention to detail, excellent track design, and an accessible handling model that still rewards high skill. The racing may be tiny, but make no mistake, the game is enormous fun. And that's actually phenomenal. You know, I was looking at this game for the longest, and I was like, it's got potential. It's definitely got potential. And, you know, the gameplay looked good. I was like, it looks like, you know, you're driving around in a fucking a bedroom. Um, so the fact that it got a 9 is actually really promising. You know, that's actually great news. That comes out on fucking Friday or Thursday. Things are coming out on Thursday now. Like, according to um, the websites and stuff and all that, Far Cry 6 comes out next week on the 7th, which is a Thursday. So, like... You know, I don't know what's going on right now, but that's happening. And uh, if you're going to get that game, it's coming out next week as well, which threw me off because I didn't think that was coming, and it apparently is. Uh, I'm not too high on it. I know I looked at some gameplay, and it looked a lot of lot more of the same. However, it is on modern consoles, so it's running a little better. It's got a little bit more bells and whistles, and the story looks pretty good, um, or decent, rather. You got Gus from fucking Breaking Bad in there being a, a villain again and again and again and that's fine like i said it, this game was not on my radar but it's coming up soon and i'm just like you know i, I blasted through kena which is what we're talking about today or kena i blasted through kena fucking demolished it over the weekend and you know what i'm fine with that i'm happy i'm happy i got that out of the way because there's so many more games to play and uh let me tell you what i've been playing today Rather, yesterday. I just wanted to rhyme. Uh, so, what have I been playing? Well, let's get right into it. I played no Kena because I played that over the weekend. Got the plat. We'll talk about that later. This is the Kena, the Kena review uh, episode. So, if you're interested in this game, I'll keep it spoiler-free spoiler for the first half. And then back half, I'll probably get into light spoilers. Nothing too crazy. Um, and then, uh, I've been playing... Halo Infinite, which that ended on Sunday. Um, very upset that I can't play that right now. But it looks like the big team battle is open to, I think, everybody. Uh, as long as you have the app installed by Friday, then you should be able to play. So make sure you get on Halo Insider or Halo Waypoint and just double check that. I know if you get a Series X or Series S, you can get on and do the Halo or the Xbox uh, Insider Hub is what it's called, I believe. Um, download that. There should be an option to download the client, and I think as long as you have that downloaded, you should be able to play it. So, cool, 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 cool. Um, and then, of course, I'm back on Death Stranding. You know me. You know me. I'm, uh, I think there's like fucking 18 or some odd, like, chapters. Might even be more. I think I'm on chapter four, so I'm really not that drastically far into the game. I know that I played the shit out of it before but you know the missions are a little slow at the beginning it takes a while to walk you die a lot if you fuck up or don't know where you're going or don't know how to use the equipment right so let's say the first time i was playing i was very amateur now i am being very smart about it i'm taking my time i'm uh getting a lot of non-lethal weapons i got a bt gun on me at all times just in case you know i got a truck full of all my stuff with like a ton of ton of equipment so uh, playing it this playing this play blah, 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 blah. playing it this second time has been a delight. I've been really liking it. I uh, if you own it, it's only a ten dollar upgrade, so it's you know that's that's where my value is at right now because I'd already bought it. I'd paid the admission for the game in the first place. 
10 more dollars to see if it's improved i thought was worth it to me and so far you know the changes are i mean you're still overall playing the same game you're still delivering packages but um i've just been like trying different balls of the wall methods i mean now now they have like a zip line you can build they have a cannon you can build and shit and uh, they added a couple new songs. They added, they, I feel like every mission I do, I'm unlocking something new, which is awesome. And, uh, for instance, the sticky gun, which is a gun that lets you shoot a, uh, what do you want to call it? A grapple hook type thing out of your gun. It can hook onto a package and can pull it, pull it towards you. And it's a good way to like steal packages from people or, uh, the mules or whatever. You can kind of get it away from them fast, which is pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, I've been loving uh, Death Stranding so far. I've been kind of on that. I think once a new game comes out, which is next weekend, I think that is when I'll be putting a halt to my progress on that. Uh, so far for this weekend, I don't think... I mean, you know, fucking Ghost Runner might take up some time. I'm debating on Hot Wheels. I think it might be a little too pricey for what I want to pay admission for on that game. And then next week, Metroid Dread and Far Cry 6 come out, so... That's all near the end of the week. Uh, yeah, I, it's, you know, so much shit's coming out that I'm just like, I don't even know. Don't even know what to keep track of anymore, and I don't know what to focus on or get or play. Uh, that's the worst part is just I don't know what to play right now. <laughs> um, but I am not, I don't feel like I'm forced to play Death Stranding. I've came home willing and wanting to play Death Stranding. So it's not in that weird phase where you're just like, I'm playing it just because there's nothing else to play. I'm actually enjoying it. So even if I did like stumble across something else i probably would go back to death training for a bit just to like progress in it um i am somewhat trying to mainline the game now just because i feel like a lot of the side tasks while they do unlock stuff like i just uh while they do unlock stuff i feel like they're mostly i don't want to say pointless but they're just additional shit that you don't really need for the game uh so like for instance i got the the otter head or the otter hat rather and you get it from the Conan O'Brien mission where he's like trying to do a bunch of jokes. It's pretty funny and all that. Uh, I, I finally ran into that. It was just a random side mission. I delivered some shit. He popped up and he had the otter hat on and he gave it to me. And uh, yeah, fucking. It's so weird seeing some of the people in that game now that I think about it. Like I delivered a package to, to Conan O'Brien. And then the mission after that, I delivered a package to, I think his name is the engineer, which is Junji fucking Ito who made Uzumaki, uh, he's literally in the game uh, physically. And, you know, that shit's just cool. I like seeing shit like that. It's weird, you know, Kojima likes the fucking celebrities, but it's it's uh, it's always, like, interesting. It spices it up a little bit, makes it a little different. Um, They got a lot of new vehicles and stuff, too, so it's, it's been easier to, like, travel. I set a delivery on this, like, automated bot that kind of just walked it to the spot it needed to be at. It's like okay, cool. Uh, so that mission should be done eventually. I don't know. I don't know if it like randomly stops somewhere if it gets destroyed, but uh, yeah, that's out delivering something probably as we speak now. And yeah, uh, I think I went on a little too long about uh, destroying. I talked about it last episode. If you want to hear more, I love it so far. Uh, we'll say it's the same game almost, but maybe it's just because I haven't played it in a long time and it's therapeutic. I'm sure. Some of the, some of the deliveries might fall, um, might slowly become boring to me as I play, just because naturally I know myself enough to to figure that out. But whatever, let's uh, let's keep moving. 
that's all I've been playing. I haven't read anything today. I haven't watched anything today. Uh, and that's really it. Um, so, Kana. Let's get into Kana, 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 Kana. So as I said last episode, I got the platinum. You know me, right? Let's give it up. Of course, I got the platinum. Um, I want to. I, I don't want to start at the platinum, but I will say that the exploit I use for the master guide is officially patched. So if you have a version of the game that's before is one point zero six, you won't be able to get it. Uh, without or like with the cheese method you can get it just by beating the game on master difficulty which um sounds difficult it does but it's no bullshit like some of the other games where you gotta like do it in one life or no saves or anything it's just it's just harder it takes a longer time for it to you know process things to kind of move think for you to kill things shit like that overall the game is the same like i got through the first area on, on master difficulty and it was it was fine um but yeah, Kena has been a delight, uh, to be honest. I think it really shines in, like, like there are many times in this game that I forgot it was an indie game. And that says a lot. Even even in some of the reviews I heard, they were talking about how, like, the, uh, the cutscenes are jarring in the sense that they are 30 frames instead of 60 frames, so they're a little choppy, which I did see a little bit of, but they weren't, like, I didn't get, I didn't get any of those vibes. And honestly... Uh, they were also comparing it to like older games, which I compared it to Legend of, Legend of Zelda a little bit, which I still hold that fact. I do think it's more of a modern game than an old game, but uh, I can see where people would draw that line. And I think it actually compares a lot to Ratchet and Clank's platforming, which is kind of weird. Uh, their puzzle solving was kind of repetitive, and I think that's where the indie style gameplay kind of shined. It basically the structure of the game. Hold on, let me let me look at this list. I actually had a list of uh, you know things I wanted to go through and kind of talk about. Uh, let me see. Let me see. How's everybody doing out there? Y'all doing good? Cool, 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 cool. All right, I got a list of shit to go down, so I'm just gonna start at number one and uh, just work my way through it, and it'll be the review of the game, and it's literally categorized, so you get a nice little. Uh, segregated cut up uh piece of review that way it's not all over the place like i tend to do just like i was doing with the director's cut for fucking 18 minutes or eight minutes whatever so first topic is graphics so graphics the graphics in this game looked good uh i don't want to say amazing but they looked it's kind of like what other game had that i'm trying to think of what it was i think it might have been returnal uh if I'm not mistaken, where the game looked very pretty zoomed out. But if you zoom in, you can kind of see a lot of flaws or you can kind of see some design flaws. That might not have been Returnal because I remember that game being particularly polished in a lot of spots. So I, I, I might not have been that one, but I know that some game that came out this year, I cannot remember. Um, unlike Ratchet and Clank, where you can fucking turn on ray tracing, uh, collect a bunch of bolts from like a broken pot or whatever pause the game look at a bolt zoom in on it and you can see the reflection of fucking ratchet in the bolt insaneness like fucking crazy uh so it's not on that level it's not a triple a level graphic style but i will say it looked beautiful i'm not sure what it's running at officially but i know that my eyes just looking at it 
it does this thing that kind of Death Stranding does where it has big open landscapes, a lot of lush green grass, and then it'll have like glowy bits. It'll have like your your fucking staff glowing or like these big blue crystals in the rock that in the rocks and the mountain formations that kind of are used for uh, puzzle solving and part of the story or just like design. It naturally glows or it glows when you hit L1 to do like your pulse. Um, and then even when you do your pulse, there's like a, a, uh, a bubble effect that goes around your body and it it's see-through, but it looks like a bubble uh, to the point where you can kind of like, it kind of like, uh, what do you call it? Distorts the area that you see through it. So, it, it, you know, it the effects they do on that kind of shit and the particle effects they have on like your explosions or your pulse or some of your attacks, that stuff is beautiful. And I love games that do that kind of stuff. Similar to, uh, I would say Returnal. Returnal went crazy with the fucking uh, particle effects. Stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, you know, the, the graphics were phenomenal. I think overall, they were great for what they needed to do. I don't think this game needed to shine in the graphic department. I think it's overall a basically a basic design game. I think the way they worded it, or the way they worked it out is to play, and I think that's where it comes in from some of the other reviewers that this game plays similar to an older like PlayStation Two game or a N sixty four game or something like that. I can understand that now because what they're kind of referring to is that the design is not really a extravagant modern game where you're unlocking some ability and you're holding down the trigger and it's fucking the adaptive triggers just like pushing your finger up and down. And then the haptics are like booming through the controller, like returnal, like nothing like that was happening. It just kind of felt like this was a, uh, for lack of a better term, serviceable because it was, it was doing what it needed to do. And I think that's the ultimate goal here. Now, I think this game shined in different portions. I think the graphics were not the biggest thing I pulled from this game. Um, but we can get to the sound now. The next step is the sound. Uh, oh, like, first of all, overall, I like the graphics, but the sound was phenomenal. Like, the music in the game is beautiful. Uh, it's beautifully, beautifully made. It sounds like some flute shit. That's what kind of gives me the Legend of Zelda style influence in my head that I'm just like, oh yeah, this is definitely influenced from that and derives that music style from like uh, the Lost Woods kind of. And um, you're definitely getting like a lot of flutes. You're getting a couple like tap drums and shit and it sounds beautiful. It sounds perfect for like a forest setting and I think that's why Zelda went with it. It works well in this game too. And then obviously the pulse sound, the attacking, uh, basic attacks and voice acting were actually really good. Voice acting was phenomenal. I actually didn't expect it to be that good coming from an indie game, but it actually was very well. I think uh, semi-sound, semi-graphics, the uh, lip sync looked a little wonky at times, but overall, you know, like I said, for an indie game, and we got to keep that in mind because uh, this does, this review doesn't go on a curve because it's an indie game, but I do think that it needs to be in the frame of an indie game where indie games don't typically do certain things and they typically do a lot of things. So uh, one thing that is not really seen on a lot of indie games is very good voice acting. So kudos to them for having that. That's, that was, it's beautifully voiced. 
Uh, Kina, I would say Kina's voice kind of sounded a little off. Like I wouldn't expect that voice to kind of be with her. And she was kind of like, as a character, I think she kind of was like, the way she was voiced kind of made her a little less like, it made her sound careless. Like when she was talking to her characters and when she was delivering some lines, it just sounded like she was very deadpan at, at times and kind of just like, no, we have to fix this. We have to go get these relics. Like she was very like, uh, matter of fact, she wasn't really saying a lot of things that were like coming from the heart or just like she desperately needed to happen. It was literally just, oh no, this person. And in every, most of the story, which I think we'll get to that in a second, is based around like external things that are happening that she can easily walk away from. And I think that's the difference between a lot of these stories where the character comes in and they are like a third party to everything instead of being a element. For instance, like in Halo, uh, Master Chief is part of the lore. Like, yes, he can easily walk away from the the rings and all that shit and just let Calamity happen and just fuck off to another galaxy or whatever, or something. Um, But, you know, the Covenant and the, you know, all these enemies know who he is. He's like the demon or whatever they call him. And he's like, he's the one that like is stopping everything. So he's in the middle of this shit. He's in the middle of this conflict where... And this game, obviously this is way less smaller scale, but it is her dealing with other people's problems, which it works in a way, but we'll get to the story in a second. Uh, What was the next part? Let me check. Uh, Hey, what do you know? The next part is story. So Kina is based around a uh, spirit guide is what her name is or what her title is. And they're basically a, uh, what do you call I guess they would be a medium kind of. There's somebody who talks to spirits and helps them transition to the other side. They're uh, basically ghosts and spirits who don't really have a full, uh, who basically have unfinished business. And she's there to kind of like help them with their unfinished business by beating the shit out of them. You know what I'm saying? She's like, oh, you don't want to go to, you don't want to go to the other world? I got you. Bing, 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 bing. And, uh, you know, overall that works. It totally works. Her story, you know, um, there's this older man that is kind of like helping her through as well. And I believe he's also a spirit guide. I can't remember if they specify that or not. Um, anyways, there's this one guy who is kind of trying to make the rot happen. Cause there's basically this whole land she's in is covered with like, uh, these red tendril fucking branch, um, you know, corruption stuff happening. So, his goal is to kind of like fuck up this whole place because he's just, he's got unfinished business that apparently is super unfinished. And I, I don't want to spoil it or anything, but uh, that's his goal, basically. And Kina's goal is to he- say, hey, stop that. You stop that right now. And uh, it's up to you to find out if he does or not. Then, you know, basically you keep running into like new people who are, who have their unfinished business and they are in the way. And, um, they kind of need to get dealt with before you can kind of get to that final boss. And the way it structures is there are three separate areas and in each separate area, there are three runes you have to get. So you have to get three runes in the first three, three runes in the second, three runes in the third, um, third being like the last final boss area, but it is a whole separate area as is the first two, if that makes sense. Uh, with that structure comes. I don't want to say repetition. The idea is, is kind of repetitious, how you're going to these areas, you got to get the three and then fuck off to the main area 
fight a mini boss and then go to the final, you know, whatever. You just it's it's kind of like a rigmarole, <clears throat> but it's established pretty early in the game that you can kind of get the gist of, oh, this is how each area is going to get set up. The way you get the relics, quote unquote, are a little different. Some of you have to do puzzles. Some of you have to fight off a bunch of enemies. Some of you have to go find something and then do one or the other. Um, but most of them end or revolve around some type of puzzle or uh, enemy. And that's fine. It, it works, you know. It's uh, the the weird thing is if like the more I'm thinking about it, there are kind of sub mini bosses, which are just like really strong enemies that you can kind of run into here and there. Uh, one's a mage, you know, there's a bunch of like random enemies, but I wouldn't consider them bosses, but they do kind of treat them as like mini boss fights when you first run into them, which is weird. Like there's one that you run into at the very beginning, uh, you kill it and then it randomly shows up here and there throughout the game. So like, without a like boss level health bar like it does the first time so i'm like i don't understand why they designed it that way but it's a small gripe anyways um but i I like the story overall like the the payoff was great the ending was great i thought how they designed her involvement into the other areas was great uh basically helping and the side characters were actually really good too like they there's these two i forgot their names benji and saigon Sion. i forgot her, i forgot his name his or her name uh it's these two twins they're very small and they're trying to help their brother uh taro basically come to the other side because they're just like he's got some unfinished business too so you know and he's i'm not gonna spoil what he wants but um it's interesting how they set that story up i really liked that enjoyed it um, and then, you know, the sec- I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't want to spoil it. That's the whole thing. But overall, the story is phenomenal. I think what they did for an indie game was actually very impressive. A lot of games, like if you look at like Pathless, they did a lot without saying a lot, but this game was able to do a good amount by saying a lot. And I think all the voice acting and how they portrayed all the characters and even interacting with some of them randomly, um, the whole setup was great. And it made you feel like you're part of the world. And it felt very satisfying to kind of platform, find secrets, which I, I think kind of comes to like the the level design, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, I think the next one is combat. So I had already mentioned that you kind of deal with certain elements when you're you're fighting in the game. I'll just run through the, the basic shit. You have a pulse, which can, you, can be used as a parry. If you hit L1, it basically... Uh, if somebody's hitting you and you hit, you do it right when they attack, like right when they hit you, it'll count as a parry, so it'll blast them back and you can counterattack. Uh, simple move. And I will say it's not the smoothest to get off in this game, but it is doable. I did it a bunch. It's not that hard, as some of these other reviews are saying. Uh, but it's doable once you get the rhythm down. It's definitely a some, it's something you got to learn. There are some moves, like the Mage's Blast, which is needed for the Platinum Trophy, that you just got to like knock one of her attacks back. It's that one. That one was like impossible. I had to try like a couple times, but basic uh, melee attacks. You can kind of get the rhythm and the tells of each attack, similar to Dark Souls, um, which was interesting. So you have the pulse. You have the parry. You have a light attack R1, heavy attack R2. You have a bow, which is uh, kind of like a form of your your staff, but it's used as a bow. You have uh, I'm trying to think what else. You have the rot, which are these the cute little black um dust bunny looking dudes and they are used as a collectible in the game they are also also are used in some of the gimmicks for the puzzles because you have to 
toss them on a certain flower to kind of purify it. So any corrupted part, you're basically using them to purify. In combat, it is used for stunning. So you can like get that on an enemy. The enemy would be like, what the fuck's on me? Uh, and then you can just go wail on them. So it's, uh, it's interesting how they did that. Also, there are flowers in some of the battles you go into, or basically most of the battles, uh, which will heal you. Which will heal you. I don't know why I said it like that. Which will heal you. And all you have to do is send the rod over and it'll heal you. Circle is how to dodge. Uh, that's basic. You can kind of dodge most attacks that way. Uh, X is jump, which you can you can kind of dodge attacks with jump as well. So there are some like slam down attacks that you can dodge. Uh, shit like that. And then, uh, you know, the bow is used for puzzles. I'm trying to think if there's any other significant... Oh, yeah, they, they had a bomb that you unlock eventually where you aim with the bow and hit R1 and it'll toss a bomb and then you have to pulse. And they really, I really enjoyed the use of the pulse. It could have easily been used to just like scan things around the area. It could have been used only for the parry, but they actually implemented it into a lot of things to where you'll damage an enemy. It'll show something you can hit L1 to pulse. It'll kind of like break whatever it is as long as it's glowing the right color or if you have a rod on them or if you toss a bomb. And then the bombs are used for puzzle solving too. So the the evolution of this game from start to finish, they even evenly pace the the elements and unlocks that they they give you throughout the game, which I thought was great, very well done. And they they slowly trickle out over the game. So like you get the bomb super late, but it's definitely used in a good amount of uh, puzzles and even early things you walked past in the start of the game that you didn't even see. Um, because the village is kind of like a hub area for the game, so you kind of constantly come back to it, and you'll eventually see in certain spots where there are bomb usage spots. It's pretty cool. Uh, but overall, I like the combat. It feels a lot like Souls, so if you're not into Souls, you might not like it. And I think this is what I kind of said in the last episode where, or the last uh, impressions video I did for this game, where I, I, I said this game kind of tricked people into buying, uh, playing a, a Souls-like. It's a Souls game, and it's a Souls game in the boss battles. And overall, you're you're playing a basic platformer. There is a story mode, literally called story mode. It's a difficulty, and it's basically to uh, make it to where it's easy. It's like it's easy mode, pretty much. So if you're not into those games, or the game's too challenging for you, it doesn't have that option. Um, but I played the whole game on normal. I thought it was fine. I'm a, a seasoned Souls player, so. Uh, even when it did get tough, I was like, oh, I get what they're doing. They're just doing tells for the boss. You figure it out, you back up, you attack, you know, you just take your time and figure out what they're doing. Each move is a tell. So they'll be like, oh my God. And then once they say, oh my God, you know, they're going to slam down the ground. If they go, every time they go, you're going to be like, oh, okay. They're jumping to the left and then dashing towards me. So you can kind of like get the, get the vibe of what's going on in the battle very easily. I, I will say though, like I said, if you're not like, if you're not into it or you don't know these things, it might be challenging. It might be tough. Uh, I will say this is a little bit more tougher than certain games or certain other games. Uh, even on their normal difficulty, I did die a couple times even. Even me being a experienced Souls player, there were times where I was careless or just like I just got fucked up. Um, so I can see that. I can definitely see where people got that idea. Um, but yeah, the game is... The game is a platformer like Ratchet and Clank and a puzzle solver like the old Legend of Zelda's, which is awesome. And then we get in the boss fights. It's soul. It's a Souls match. It's a Souls game. And even when you're in like the basic fights, it's not really a Souls thing because there's multiple enemies. You're kind of jumping around, shooting the moss with the bow, 
and then you're like slamming around, hitting people, doing your special attacks. It's not really lock on stuff, but all the boss fights and all the main and mini boss fights, those are mainly lock on one v ones. So those are best handled thinking of it as like a souls game. And if you, like I said, if you haven't played it, this is good practice, good design. And this might actually influence you to get a souls game because that's basically what each game of souls is like, except for the journey there is a lot more difficult because each enemy can kind of fuck you up. And, uh, when you die, you have to start from the beginning or start from the previous bonfire and walk all the way back. That's the good thing. And that's actually, it was actually tricking me a lot in this game where I was playing it and then, I would die in some of those instances to the boss and I was like, fuck, I got to walk all the way back. And I never did because it saves right before the boss and it's just a basic game. It's a, it's a normal game. So that feature just being a, n- a normal functioning game, I was like, okay, that's awesome. Uh, cause I, I wasn't ready in this type of style or this type of game to kind of deal with that difficulty slash challenge slash, um, design but I, overall i was more than happy it was there because i i enjoyed these things and if you don't enjoy souls games or anything like it that might might be a deal breaker for you because it does get a little bit uh choppy in that design uh the level design is great that kind of goes hand in hand with the the combat design in a way because uh you're using some of the same abilities as you do in combat in in the level and like i said you kind of get the bomb mechanic uh, your platform, you're jumping a bunch. There are flowers that you can shoot with your bow and it pulls you towards it. So there's like secret flowers you can hit to get to different platforms. That's how some of the secrets are hidden and some of the collectibles are like the, the rot are the collectibles. So getting most of them, there are a couple of more collectibles like hats for the rots, which uh, I thought were super adorable. You can get like little mass form and stuff. And uh, there's not really rhyme, any rhyme or reason to equipping them. You can kind of just like throw on as many as you want according to how many you bought and that's really the only reason for the currency, which I thought was a little, that could, probably could have been like retuned in a way because I was just getting currency. I was like, okay, I guess I'll, I guess I'll go buy hats. But even there wasn't really a trophy for buying hats. You just have to, you had to collect them all to buy, but you don't have to buy them, which is, I know that sounds weird, but that's basically how it was. And that actually perfectly transitioned us to the platinum. Now, like I said, if you, if you wanted to get the platinum on this game, now, as of this recording, patch 1.06 prevents the, the big cheese for the master difficulty. So if you wanted to get the platinum, it's going to be a lot a lot tougher road, a lot longer road. And it basically requires you to beat the game, then beat the game again on the hardest difficulty, which is the master difficulty. And it's just, obviously, enemies have uh, higher health bars. You do less damage. You take more damage. Like... It's basically one of those where they just ramped up everything to where it's just ch- more challenging. Uh, and games like that, it, it kind of sucks when games do that because it kind of uh, it encourages you to play slower, not smarter. And that's the drawback of that kind of style. So when you're tuning it up to where you're like, oh my God, if I get hit once, I'm going to die, then you're very careful. It's not really a challenge. You're just kind of running out going, don't hit me, don't hit me, hit, 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 don't hit me, don't hit me, hit, hit, hit. And you're just repeating that over and over where the challenge is gone. You're just kind of running away trying to stay safe um where i like the challenge to kind of be more balanced and uh a little bit challenging in the in different ways i I don't know how to explain it maybe add more enemies maybe add more uh change up the style of the enemy put the different enemies in different spots that could be an interesting take that's kind of what dark souls 2 did and uh yeah you can kind of mix it up a little bit especially if you're going for like a new game plus especially if it's master difficulty um 
you can mix it up a bit. But, you know, this is an indie studio. This is kind of where we grade on a indie scale, not a curve. It is exact. It, it's it's a basic it's a basic trophy. It's just be the game on master, but whatever. Uh, it's it's something I wouldn't expect them to do, but it is. It's one of the worst trophies, honestly. Overall, <clears throat> game devs, if you're listening to this podcast for some reason, and I've reached that level of fame, and I've reached that level of podcasting, and my my listeners have have uh, recommended you guys to me, or somebody has, or I've hit your ear somehow. Quit doing difficulty based trophies. Those are so dumb. All they do is require you to waste double time, which I think is kind of devious. I don't think it's fun. And not everybody, I, I think there's a way to include everybody with also, but while also making it challenging without having to do a beat it on fully hard fuck fuck mode. Like that's, it's just overkill. I don't think everybody has the time. And uh, like I said, if you're going to just like ramp up the difficulty by charging up the enemies and charging you down, like then it's, you're just making it take longer to beat. That's really all you're doing. And we just experienced your story. We we got what we wanted out of it. Let us get 100%. Either get the plat that way or have some type of extra content or like some other different way to get the platinum. I think uh, even me, as I got the Master Difficulty Platinum and it got patched or whatever, I was like, I would never want to... Like if, if, this wasn't, if this was patched, I would never want to do this trophy. And I love this game. This game is like a contender for the for the goatee so i don't know it, it, it's dumb I'm, I'm glad i actually got that that cheese out of the way because i did not want to play this game on master difficulty i didn't i didn't mind it as i played through it but i was like i just the game is decently long i think i've beaten the game around like 13 hours 12 hours i platinum the game in 17 and that was because i missed a trophy that was only doable with a certain enemy that I had to go back and find and then, you know, fuck them up. So all in all, the the platinum trophy, I would say it's not worth getting now. But if you are like a diehard platinum or trophy hunter, uh, then definitely go for it. If you get a unpatched version of the game, you can still do the cheese or like a, a previous version. Or if there's a physical version out there, I don't think there is. Um, but if you know somebody or whatever with a a version that is not patched all the way to 1.6 then go ahead and do it go ahead and uh, run that 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 exploit and it's you can just look it up it's a pretty simple one you're just starting a new game and uh changing it to master difficulty it's kind of weird but uh it's very easy i think the rest of the trophies are basic the one with the mage was kind of dumb so the mage trophy was basically he shoots out this red orb that slowly follows you and you can parry it they don't tell you anywhere that you can parry that bitch so uh, I played through the whole game, did not parry a single one because I didn't even know you could do that. I just ran away or I tried to hit it or I would shoot it with a bow because you can do that. And I uh, never thought a thing of it. Then I get done with the game. I beat it. I go back into my game to kind of finish the cleanup. And as I'm looking around, I'm noticing there's not a single spot that spawns a fucking mage. And you have to you have to play like 30% of the game to run into the mage for the first time. So I had to replay like three hours or not even three. I'd say probably more like I might have played like four, four or five hours more just to get to that fucking spot again, just to melee it back. I thought that was dumb as fuck. There needs to be a way to like constantly have enemies spawn in. There shouldn't be a fully like dead world where there's not no enemies, especially if you have enemy based trophies. 
But again, Ember Lab, this is your first game. Something to look forward to on your next game, maybe. Uh, I think that was kind of, you know, I, I, I think the design of that whole thing was kind of uh, misguided. But overall, the trophy list isn't that bad. And I've gone on enough about the trophy list. Uh, but let's overall thoughts. I love this game uh, a lot. And I think it is a game of the year contender easily. I think what they did for their first game, this is Ember Lab's first game. I absolutely love what they did. I think the character design was great. I think the whole plot of the story was great. The gameplay was fun. And uh, the trophy list was okay. And I think all that packaged together, it is a fucking high recommend from me. If you have a PlayStation 5, definitely get it. If you have a PS4, get it. I, I'm i trying to think if there's like a significant PS5 features. Like, I think you do get some trigger action. I think you do get some haptics, but it's nothing like Returnal, like a first-party Sony game. So uh, I wouldn't expect a lot. I mean, you're not really missing out on a bunch. I think the, the best thing would be the fast-loading, but even then you're still kind of like it. In comparison to other fast-loading games, it's not that fast. Uh, I believe, you know, all these director's cuts that are coming out, like Ghost and Death Stranding, all these AAA titles, they're definitely getting faster and faster load times. This one was kind of... Uh, not, not long on PS5, but it definitely was like in comparison, not as quick as some others. So the overall value for the PS5 version itself, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't shoot for that, but, uh, however you have to consume this game, whether it's on PC, PS5, PS4, I believe it's on PS4. I might be a dumbass on that, but, um, however you have to experience it, definitely go experience it. I loved it. It's beautiful. It has a photo mode. Uh, I added a bunch of photos to my mystic.maddox on Instagram. It's mystic, M-Y-S-T-I-C dot M-A-D-D-O-X at, or on uh, Instagram. And go on there, check out the photos I have, leave a like, leave a follow. It definitely helps me out because uh, I put a bunch of shit on there and I don't, I don't think I have a ton of followers on there and it definitely like, I just post video game shit. Like I, it's literally just constant gameplay I run into, funny shit, um, it's not a bunch of ads. I might post uh, something to my story about my podcast, but overall it's definitely for the gamers who listen to this and, uh, feel free to check it out. I got a bunch of stuff on there. I think it's pretty interesting. And, uh, that's been the, the Keener review, man. What a game. I loved it. And I think, uh, I think we'll hear about this more in the end of the year discussion about game of the year because there were, there there has been a bunch of games that have come out like Resident Evil 8, Ratchet and Clank, Returnal, um, you know, Little Nightmares, It Takes Two, one of the fucking best co-op games ever made, pretty much. Um, you know, there's a lot going for this year's awards, so I can't wait to see what happens. And I kind of like how there wasn't like, obviously the end of the year isn't done yet, but I like how there hasn't been like a mega, mega AAA hit. You know what I'm saying? There have been AAA games coming out, but nothing has been like a holy shit. This is undeniably a 10. It's amazing. I love it. You know, Deathloop is going to be in the discussion because a lot of websites give that perfect scores. But I think overall, this is going to be a pretty good year to kind of discuss because I feel like you could easily argue Kena over Deathloop. You can easily argue Kena over Returnal. You can argue Returnal over Ratchet, Ratchet over Returnal. Like all these games coming out or that have come out this year are debatably um debatable and that's awesome so if that that didn't make sense that was a that was a double negative anyways uh thank you guys so much for listening to this this has been the keener review 
I do not know what I'm covering tomorrow, so that's that. But might just be a normal episode or might have a guest. And, yeah, thank you guys for checking it out. I actually kept it pretty spoiler-free. I uh, might even mark it on the, on the actual title. And uh, we'll be back at it tomorrow, baby. Kena's in the books. See you tomorrow.